Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 49 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, the official business and fitness podcast. This is episode 3 in our Barbells book club series. We reviewed As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, a book jam-packed with quotes and valuable information on how to use your thoughts to frame your reality. Me and the guys had a lot of fun reading and reviewing this book. We hope you get, get something out of it and hope you read the book as well. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 49 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. Uh, with me today, we have Randall Denson, John Fody, and Nick Saka. And today's episode is going to be the third installment of our Barbells book club series. Uh, the book that we did for, for this week's podcast was As a Man Thinketh. As a Man Thinketh is a self-help book written by James Allen in 1903. Uh, his basic uh, theme throughout the book is that it, show, it shows how, like, in, your, in a man's own thoughts, each man holds the key to every condition, good or bad, that enters into his life. And by working patiently and intelligently upon his thoughts, he can remake his life and transform his circumstances. It's basically a book on the power and right application of your thoughts. Um, it's a really, really quick read. It's only about 60 pages long. So, I mean, you can easily knock it out in one or two sittings. Uh, guys, what'd you think of the book? Phenomenal from beginning to end. Um, literally highlighted something in 90% of every paragraph. That's how much fire there was in here. Um, we all know like in life and people say it over and over how strong and powerful the mind is. And this kind of brings it, enlightens it and brings it to reality in a sense in words uh, where we can actually go in depth and um, really articulate the mind and, you know, you know, good actions, good thoughts. Um, you know, you get good results basically. So uh, we're gonna, we'll go into that, but what did you guys think, Randy? Uh, I loved it actually. It was, it's, I, I was familiar with it from like at least the saying, like, as a man thinketh, that's a Bible scripture. It's Proverbs 23 7, for a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I was really interested just to see what this book was about. Um, but like you said, quotes upon quotes, like a book of quotes, book of fire. But um, basically, just I didn't realize how, well, I did realize, but it broke it down in a different way of how, how a man thinks. Um, can really mold him and his future. And you got he Brandon, you got headphones? Uh, I got earbuds. Let me go get them. <laughs> you sound a little muffled. All right. Uh, well, read this book before, right? Yeah, I read this book uh, back in like what? What year was that? Had to have been like like around 2010, 2011. Um, I was listening to John Maxwell, who writes a ton of books. He's like the world's most recognized person in leadership. And I was reading, I was listening to an audio with him and he said that this was one of his top five books, I think. And, and it was, it might've been his number one. And so that's what encouraged me to check it out. And I ordered it and I remember just reading it and like, look guys, I'm not a, I'm not the greatest 
you know, reader of books, like <laughs> my attention span is very short. And so like, I always have to take little breaks and, you know, and kind of distract myself and reading this book, it's just so quick and concise. And even though it's only what, 53 pages, it's, um, hold on. It's like 60 pages. Yeah. The, exactly online 60 pages. the online version of the book that I got, it was 29 pages. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. But it's just masterfully put together and it's, it's, it's just masterfully put together. Like we were already alluded to, like the whole book is highlighted <laughs> with, with everything that, that I like. Um, so when we get to our favorite quote section, it's going to be hard. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to be the longest part of the podcast is going through all the quotes. Yeah. Every other sentence is, 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 is such a deep quote and um, man, it's just, we're, we're in control, man. What we are, what we think about. That's just really the whole premise of the book. We become what we think about most of the time. Right. This I think had a, a lot of reference to, uh, or similarities, I should say, to uh, the alchemist, just the way it is, you know, you, how your thoughts control um, your destiny. Like basically we have, we can control our destiny through destiny through our thoughts. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the bigger themes of the book too, is, is, is be not only controlling your thoughts, but controlling your thoughts towards a certain purpose uh, is, is, is how a man becomes powerful and how you can become the master of your destiny. Yeah. Basically um, the power of perspective, no matter the circumstances, it's not, you know, you know, what, what happens to us, you know, it's, you know, how we react to it essentially. And that's, uh, that's huge on this book. Yeah. And there's really just two, two types of, um, emotions when they come to thoughts and one emotion can produce really really great results and the other emotion of thoughts like you know um jealousy envy um you know hatred all these things uh there's a section of the book where he he breaks it down what they crystallize is the word he uses and what they crystallize into as far as like the effects of what it happens in your either your you know, physical body and, and your life so Freaking awesome book. Probably my favorite of all time. Let's all right. Jump, let's jump into it. Yeah, let's, let's jump into the categories then. Uh, what was the most readable part or chapter for you guys? Don't, don't all jump in at once. <laughs> I mean... Um, Honestly, for me, uh, the what, what I put down was that... For, because the book is so short that the whole thing is rereadable because like you can read it one day and, and then a week later be like, all right, well, let me just reread it again. Or you can go back to it. And it's even like, honestly, like slowly, I read it in about 90 minutes slowly, like actually highlighting each part, actually rereading sentences to actually, you know, obtain the information. I would say like a solid 90 minutes of undivided attention uh, can put you through this book and actually get the uh, value from it. Yeah, I'm similar. I don't think I had a rereadable chapter. I didn't, I didn't even pay attention to the name of the chapter. It was like three names. Like, yeah. I read it. It was, it's such a quick read. I wasn't really focused on the chapters. Honestly, my favorite. Close. I'll, 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 you know, since everybody feels the same, let me switch it up a little bit. I think the last one was the most rereading. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, yeah. I was gonna go. I was gonna talk about that one too, folks. It's, it's it's calmness. The first, I'll just read the first sentence. Calmness 
of mind is one of the most beautiful jewels of wisdom. So basically, people will attract to you because of how calm you are. I believe um, it's a form of leadership. And basically, the universe will steer your direction of how calm you are in your thoughts and your mind, your presence as a whole. It's a, it's a, um, it's a definition of your character. Yeah. So important right now. Can, can imagine a situation or a person that's, that has that calm, cool demeanor. And those are the types of people that, that you're, are pleasant to be around and aren't draining of like your energy and things like that. Cause we can also, also just at the same time, think about somebody that's the opposite. That's always negative. That's always like, just physically and mentally draining to be around so yeah it's so important right now and the reason why i was going to pick it just for right now is because right now more than ever it's important to be poised with what's going on like we're we haven't felt this much pressure and since like 08 you know 09 when we hit that you know great recession i think it's even worse now though i mean we're not going to go into it but just you know with you have, a, you have a lot of noise right now. You have people that are like, I know. Because it's global, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's just important to be poised right now with the whole coronavirus and just calm. Like, everything's going to be fine. Like, we, like things, things, these things happen, you know. And no History matter what. Stuff. Yeah, no matter what, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through it even better. Absolutely. So, and, that, and that piggybacks into, you know. The, the purpose of this book, like we have, you know, act as the blossom of thought, you know, how we act among the circumstances of what going, is going on. We can either take advantage of it or not take advantage of it, you know, so. That's also what it says too. One of the quotes, the first ones I put down was circumstances does not make, circumstances not make the man, it reveals him to himself. And I think that's what a lot of people are seeing right now is, is the true them through, you know, crisis and, and what it, you know, where their mind is, where their mental is. Yeah. And yeah. Um, geez. And that's why it's like fitness and, and sharpening of the mind. Like I'm so glad we're doing this book club, you know, cause it's, it's holding me accountable. It's making me stay yeah. sharp being, we have to focus on our mental so much right now because, you know, confinement and, and social distancing can kind of be mentally like, ah, I'm over this, you know? <laughs> and if yeah. you don't, and if you don't, keep your mind sharp and realize that this is just a process. We're going to get through it. Then yeah. um, you can really put yourself in a bad place. Or you can take this opportunity and realize that, Oh my gosh, I have all this free time to do stuff that I was too busy to do otherwise and, and use mm-hmm. it as, and turn the lemons into lemonade. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Like, Oh, like I can use myself as an example with the YouTube channel. I was like, Oh, I don't have time. And then now that like I have time, I'm like, where's your YouTube channel, Nick? You know? <laughs> so, but I'll, I like what you the, said. I'll the video of the podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said, Miller. We gravitate towards, towards people and, and the leaders that know how to be calm in, in situations of chaos and that know how to be poised. It's like, when you're on a football team, Randall, I'm sure you love being around the quarterback that's just poised. It's like, oh, we got this guy. Oh, my gosh. They're the best. They you've, been, are the best. you've been a little bit around both, right? I sure have. You, have. you get a quarterback who's, you know, who's on edge. As soon as somebody makes a mistake, that thing can trickle into everybody. People could be calm and be, and be good. But once a quarterback makes, like, a bad throw or if somebody drops 
the pass from like a, you know a quarterback on edge. You know they they spaz out. Oh my god, you should have caught it. What's going on? like that alone right there sends energy and messages to your team that that could you know affect the game. In the exactly. Game. What what makes Tom Brady great? What makes you know Peyton Manning great? What makes you know? But there is a fine line between it because even right when you said Tom Brady, I thought of his moments where he spazzed out. Of yeah. course, there's going to be certain frustrations. Yeah, but, but that, the percentage, the percentage of, the I mean, ninety percent of the time, you'd say Tom Brady's complex under control, right? I'll say Drew Brees. I don't know. I see Tom. I mean, all right, like, yeah, but. towards the end, towards <laughs> the end of the other. That's a characteristic that most quarterbacks have as leaders, is calm, right, right. poised. You want a leader that's calm instead of on edge, because if, if, if they're on edge, then you're Okay, but let's switch it up. Coaches, Bill Belichick. When's the last time you've seen him spaz? <laughs> you've never seen him spaz. You've exactly. never seen him spaz. And so you would argue that he's in a better system. You look at, um, God, Phillip Rivers, man. He, he's always spazzing out, you know what I'm saying? And he's always getting frustrated, and that's what makes him, you know, throw picks, but – you know, a lot of people out there don't really know football and quarterbacks and stuff like that. So we'll use a different example. Yeah, that became a, a football breakdown podcast for the last two minutes, though. Hey, it's okay. That, that shows how much we're missing. Yeah. <laughs> but poise, I mean, dude, you have to be poised with – dude, imagine if you're um, – God, if you're in a marriage right now and you just lost your job and you lost your income, you got to be poised in your marriage. you got to be poised for your family. You have to be poised in your business if you still have a business to go to. Like me, I have to be poised for my staff. Like let them know, like, oh, we're we're gonna do better than we've ever done. And and and, but it's even bigger than that. It's it's being poised with everything. So, but I really love that last chapter. I really love that last chapter, man. Like I actually, that was like the one chapter after reading it again. I was like, wow, like, that's probably like you know when we get to that section, my. My, I really like that one. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first one, first run around. All right. So let's, let's jump into best quote then guys. What's, uh, what's your favorite quote or what quotes jumped mm-hmm. out the most? Which one? Let's see. Cause I got uh, like 12. I, I wonder, we if, do I wonder if any of you guys picked mine. Your favorite? No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Favorite. No, All right, go, y'all. Yeah, you know, you know me, bro. Fo, you know me, bro. <laughs> now, uh, and that was towards the end of the book, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll jump. I think we it. should all do two. I think uh, that's I, fair. I have two, so that's perfect. Perfect. Um, Let's roll with it. All right, my number one is uh, thought allied fearlessly to purpose becomes creative force. He who knows this is ready to become something higher and stronger than a mere bundle of wavering thoughts and fluctuating sensations. He who does this becomes the conscious and intelligent wielder of his mental powers. Ooh, yeah, I, uh, I highlighted that one too. Why'd you like that one, Mill? Because that basically is the, the whole theme of the book, that, that your thoughts and your, your actions uh basically if if you're in control of your thoughts and they're focused towards a purpose then then you have all the power right <laughs> yeah i got distracted by the little human <laughs> <laughs> my, my niece just walked in the room <laughs> that's a nice little cameo I just saw a little face come that was freaking adorable <laughs> 
Miller, you got to repeat that, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my quote was basically that that the theme of the book that that if your thoughts are are aligned and towards a singular purpose and you're in control of those, then then you have all the power. Oh, there goes my dog. <laughs> all right, Randy, what's your favorite quote? All right. Uh, my first one was, failure is a must until weakness is overcome. And uh, man, I just see a lot of, a lot through that because you think you, you know, you think you got it all figured out till you get punched in the mouth again. Um, and then it shows a different side of you. It shows, you know, where you may be weak at or where you need to uh, strengthen yourself at. But failure is a must until that weakness is overcome. And then also towards the end, um, self-control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. Say unto your heart, peace, be still. And it's kind of along the lines of what we were just talking about, too. Just how, how uh, being poised is powerful. I like that, man. When you're, when, you're in, when you're in control of your thoughts and you're doing the right things, um, it's easy to be poised. I think when you're thinking the wrong thoughts and then planting those wrong seeds and then doing the wrong things, it's harder to be poised. because Maybe there's like a guilt, you know, a guilt or there's this, you know, I'm not doing what I know I need to be doing kind of thing. Right. No, that's true. Bodie, what's your number one? Going back and forth, but all right, this one's better. I think it's more relative to everyone. Um, not what he wishes and prays for does a man get, but what he just justly earns. His wishes and prayers are only gratified and answered when they harmonize with his intentions. Um, so I know that, like the book out there the movie the secret right they tell you to manifest yourself with these thoughts and i only goes into it people don't realize like in life it you know you can have great wishes desires dreams and you can manifest all these thoughts that's all great well but you will never get it without being backed up by action but i believe it starts with the mind the mind basically you can imagine or vision envision and you bet by actions then they'll only manifest so i think that's important that we can't just dream but we have to uh, back it up with um you know action as well so that was my favorite you've always been a you've always been a person of uh of massive action Fody. so i can i can see why that's uh why that's yours what's yours nick what's your number one Mine, uh, I've, man, I've been posting this quote on my social media for, for years because when I first read it, it just stuck with me for all these years. And so it's just become my favorite quote of all time. And that is in chapter six, the vision and ideals chapter. It says, he who cherishes a beautiful vision, a lofty ideal in his heart will one day realize it. And that's my favorite quote of all time. There's a, there's a second part of it that uh, since we're doing two, I'll add that. So that's the, one of the very first sentences of the chapter. And the very last sentence of the chapter says, 
the vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by, this you will become. And God, why do I like this so much? It's just kind of reassuring, um, I think. I think the, I like the reassurance of this quote, that if you cherish something, whether, well, no matter what it is you cherish, it's specific to you, and it's lofty, and it's an ideal. It's, a, it's, it's something that's righteous, and you have a pure heart, and pure, you know, and if you have a pure heart towards it, one day you're going to realize it. It's not, you know, you may realize it. No, it's one day you will realize it. And that just sticks with me, man. Uh, I've always had big visions from a very young age. And even now, you know, God, I'd say the first time I read this book till now and slowly, slowly, slowly seeing things manifest. Um, and I know I have a pure heart. I know that, that, uh, um, that what I want is pure and I have, my intentions are good for the world, good for people. It's, it's awesome to see. It's, it's, it's freaking amazing. Um, and it's also, I guess, gives me comfort in knowing that everything that I want in this lifetime will come. So. I honestly thought you were about to say everything that I want starts in my mind. I thought that you were what you were about to say. Oh, okay. No, it's done. Um, but it does start in your mind. It for sure starts in your mind. You know, God, it's like, I, we look at this freaking, even something small, on a small scale, me and Miller at a Starbucks, you know, um, <laughs> uh, like, all right, we need to create a podcast. We need to create a YouTube. And, and, you know, even just looking back at this, like this was just, an idea that we slowly took action towards and our intentions are pure. We just want to add value to people. Yeah. And here we are 50 episodes in and or 49 episodes in and, uh, and we're slowly doing that. Are we there yet? No, but one day we're going to realize it. That's right. I think we're all, we all accepted individually. Like we all know each other's story. I think we all accepted failure. I think we all came to a point where we failed and from experience, you know, we're, we're okay. We know everything's going to be okay in a sense. Right. Yeah, I was like, there's one quote in the book where I really liked, uh, it was short. Um, he who has conquered doubt and fear have, has conquered failure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got that one down too. You know, what was an interesting, uh, I don't know if we're going to get into this, but you know, what was an interesting, really, really freaking interesting, um, thought to me was the person that's in jail right now for doing a crime. God, where is that quote? I want to see if I can find it, but it's not a quote, but it was just a saying. It said the person that's in jail right now for doing a crime, he's not there by accident, but he thought of doing that crime far before he was in the situation to actually do that crime. I was like, golly, he thought of it. You know what I'm saying? And so, so thoughts slowly do crystallize into reality. Good or yeah. bad. Good or bad. Good, good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into number two. Miller started off. What's your All second? Right. The second quote that I wrote down that, that really connected with me. I'm just going to read it. Uh, a strong man cannot help a weaker unless that weaker is willing to be helped. Mm. Yeah. And even the, the weak man, and even then, the weak man must become strong of himself. He must, yep. by his own efforts, develop the strength which he admires in another. None but himself can alter his condition. 
this one's funny because we all can relate to this. Yeah, and as a trainer, how many times have we? Yeah, for that, you, I'm, yeah. As a yeah. trainer, especially that quote, like just uh, like literally meant like in terms of like physical strength, but I mean, also in just in terms of anybody that's ever helped anybody, like you can want anybody that's ever given advice to somebody else, like you can offer all the advice and, and, and mentor and teach and help anybody as much as you possibly can, but they're never going to get it unless they want to be helped. And unless they put through the action to actually change and to change their situation. Yeah. You can't want it for them more than they want it for themselves. Right. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That's very true. All right, Randy, what's your other one? I didn't realize we were going to call that first. My bad. Right here. <laughs> thoughts of doubt and fear never accomplish anything. Very simple. But I wrote it down because it's true. You know, we have, we always have uh, fear, you know, thoughts of, of fear and doubt, but you can't, you can't water those thoughts. Just like how Nick. Hello? Randy, you cut out on us. Oh man, we lost Randy. Randy, <laughs> he could probably tune back in here shortly. But um, I guess I'm up then, right? Yeah, I'm you're up, Fody. Right, so let's just go straight into me. I I enjoyed this one. This one was and basically like thoughts. This whole book is a you know to help build our character, right? You know, if we build the quality of our thoughts, we're you know, at the same time, we're building our character. And he says, the strength of character gained will be the measure of true success. And this will form a new starting point for future power and triumph. So I enjoyed that one. Um, obviously, over time, through trials and tribulations, we'll gain experience. And that I think experience is the true measure of success, how much we've been through. And, you know, actually keeping a positive, uplifting attitude the entire time. No matter what happens, how you react to the situation, the circumstances, and the quality of our thoughts will um, determine our future power and triumph, essentially. So that, like was, my, that was my second favorite. Nicholas? My, I kind of said both of mine's in that, uh, in that very first one. Um, but I think the, the chapter of thoughts and purpose, where it says... Until thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. The very first sentence, and then it says, they who have no central purpose in their life fall easy, to, uh, easy prey to petty worries, fears, troubles, self-pitying, all of which are indications of weakness, which, is, uh, which surely and deliberately you know, uh, lead to failure, unhappiness, loss of weakness. We need purpose. We need purpose or every little thing that happens to us is going to feel like, like, you know, I guess pun punches to the face don't really, you know, affect us when we, when we know our purpose, you know what I'm saying? Like when we know what we're doing it for and we know, um, we know our why we're not going to let anything stop us. And we can almost anticipate and plan all the, all the, upcoming struggles and, and challenges so 
kind of another another and, and, he, and, and to go out you know to respond to that it doesn't matter how big and he goes into it, it doesn't matter how big your purpose is as long as you have a purpose like you can be a mother of children and you still have a, a huge responsibility you know people i think especially now uh, you know as you speak to people you know they don't just because their dreams aren't big or the goals aren't big doesn't mean they don't they they think they don't have a purpose you absolutely have a purpose and it could be something the smallest thing if you could change one life you're doing you're doing your duty here on earth i feel yeah for sure yeah. and um that that's like i said i made the reference to a mother of a child she might feel like she has no purpose she's lost you know um and you know she's not pursuing any goals but she is she's raising a human that can potentially maybe change the world one day. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like that pot quote that I may not change the world, but I may spark the mind of the person that will, you know, that's me. <laughs> yeah. So here's a, here's a, here's a good one guys. Uh, sorry. I just want to talk about this one. He will find that as he alters his thoughts towards things and other people, things and other people will alter their, their thoughts towards him. And so we all know that negative person that thinks like the world's a shitty place and, <laughs> and that everyone's out to get him and that the world's inspiring against him. When in reality, he, he's just all, it's all in his head and maybe he's focused on the wrong people. But when he alt, when he changes his mindset and sees the good in people, the pe people are going to see the good in him. Yeah. I, you didn't, let me read this one. Cause that doesn't go back to what you, that's exactly what you said. He said, but to think well of all, to be cheerful with all, to patiently learn to find the good in all. Such unselfish thoughts are the very portals of heaven. Yep. So basically, no matter, you might have, we might have this perception of someone, you know, through, through word of mouth, whatever the case may be. But if we don't actually, you know, look at the best in that person, we're actually being hypocrites ourselves in a sense, right? And um, we should find the good in everyone, no matter who they are. Because yeah. And it's hard because it, it leaves you vulnerable, right? Like I tend to see the good in people and it comes back to bite me whenever like it's an employee you yep. know, and, he, and he screws me over. But so it's a fine balance. It's not saying, you know, it's just, it's, it's a fine balance, but you have no, to. No, I'm not saying just like give it, up, give it all up to someone. But I mean, you should look for the good in someone. Yeah, absolutely. You should always try. And no matter how many times somebody screws you over, you should always try to see the good in somebody. Mm -hmm. Not always easy, but, but it's rewarding. I think it's rewarding. I think right. you can't lose. I think more, more often that person's going to lose for screwing you over, but you know what I'm saying? But you, you're not going to lose for trying. Right. So Randy, you got cut off when you were, uh, Reading, reading your quote so, so the second one yeah yeah what part did you even hear start over just start over <laughs> uh i had said thoughts of doubt and fear never accomplish anything and i was basically just picking piggybacking off of what nick said you know those those thoughts that uh that that uh prisoner you know he he had those thoughts of committing a crime he watered that thought and he ended up in jail. So thoughts of fear and doubt, they come, but we can't, you can't, you can't water those seeds. Every thought we have is a seed, but it, it's up to you to which thoughts you're going to, you're going to, to, um, you know, pull down, which ones are you going to push away? Which one are you going to keep? 
simple, but that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Good. All right. So those were our best quotes. Uh, let's move on to the next category. It's uh, what's aged the best. So this book was written in 1903. So the world's changed in a lot of ways since 1903. Uh, what things about the book do you think have aged the best or what ideas? It's all so relevant, man. Everything's yeah. relative. It's, it's, it's so crazy relevant. how much it is. Like what I, what I wrote down is is just the idea of the power of positive thinking. Yep. Yeah. And we become what we think about most of the time. Like, I have one that we actually haven't spoken about a chapter in the book, which was the, the effect of thought on health of the body. We didn't bring that up, but. Mm -hmm. um, which is crazy, especially considering our company. Yeah, yeah, yeah and this yeah. is probably most relative to you know what we, you know what we believe in as a brand and and whatnot. But um, basically, our thoughts can control our our nervous system. You'll notice that someone who is, you know, you know, nervous under anxiety all the time might live a short lived life because they're not. They're not responding well. They're not taking care of their body because they're worrying. You know, uh, they, they, they said he says somewhere in here I can't find it, but the nervous system has a direct reflection on uh, our thoughts have a direct reflection on our nervous system. Have yeah. you guys ever? This happens. This has happened to me before. Have you guys ever gotten um, like just you're really like angry or just like just annoyed and like you like you maybe like snapped. Um, one day on, on a few people, but you were really just like, I don't know, it's like maybe you were lacking sleep, maybe you were like you're eating a shitty diet, and it just caused you to not be yourself. And and you're just really you notice that your your cortisol levels are just like through the roof and you're stressed out. This has happened to me to where one of what there was a time where that happens and when a few days later I actually physically got sick. Has that ever happened to you guys? It's never happened to me directly, but it's, I mean, I've seen it with my clients before for sure. Like it's, it's crazy how much stress and negative thoughts can have an effect on every little thing in your life. Like, like if you're, you could be doing all the right things physically, but if, if mentally, if you're stressed out and if you're, you're thinking negative thoughts, then, then nothing else in your body is going to be functioning properly as well. Wild. So important to be in coordination with body and mind for sure you know and um you see these people 100 years old you know f beating the coronavirus and i and I, I guarantee it's because they have a great thoughts and positivity in their mind which reflects to their body yeah or and vice versa too because they take care of their body that that their mind is sharp as well yeah I know, and I got from this like this little chapter in the in the book here. Just like it's very important. I hope everyone takes this message well and always stay young at heart. It's very important for each of us to stay young at heart, um, no matter what circumstances and what life throws at us. Because as long as we stay young at heart, that's when we'll have a a long, joyful, peaceful, loving life. And in turn, I believe so. Always stay young at heart. I like what it said. It said, a sour face does not come by chance. It comes by sour thoughts. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's dope. That's true. We all know like the 80-year-old the that looks great and then the 50-year-old that doesn't look so great. It's crazy. For sure. I mean, you can even like 
look at people your own age that that have aged differently over the years as well yeah um so let's move on to the next category uh what's aged the worst miller this is probably going to be something that you've figured out yeah because, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah. Go, let's go devil's advocate <laughs> well, it, i mean you, i mean you could think of it as like playing devil's advocate uh you could think of it as like nitpicking but like for me it's just a, and i thought of this just because i had mistakenly read and read the read and read the <laughs> the rephrased version of the book first um so my second time reading the book uh was a couple days after the first time i read it and i was reading the 1903's english version of the book so for me it was the language of the book aged the worst yeah. it was a lot harder to read the second time around than it was the first it's like the king james version in yeah the Bible. yeah exactly <laughs> that was um and th- and then the other thing that i that i would nitpick about is uh that i wrote down was the idea that that if if you have like unpure thoughts or if you're you're not doing all the right things that you're not going to get the things that you want and i think that's a little bit of a naive way to look at it too because we all can think of or know people or know like situations in the world where people have cheated and not played by the rules and and gotten to the top of of certain Yeah, but that doesn't he talked about that, that too but he said they're not rich in in uh they're rich those people lack something so this is what it says i found it the universe does not favor the greedy the dishonest the vicious although on the mere surface it may sometimes appear to do so right and it does like you would think like when you if you just watched uh you know uh uh what pop uh pablo escobar uh what is it um you watch narcos it's like damn this motherfucker's on the top of the world like he, he is living it. You see season one, it's like, man, Pablo is living it. That life. He has more money. He's burying money in the ground. <laughs> and then season two, season three, he's, or season two, he's, he's on the run. He's on the run the whole season. So like his actions came with repercussions. And so on the surface, it looked like the man had it made. But, you know, but I think, do think that they're lacking something uh, yeah. at some point and, and we will never know that. Um, but I, I think I feel you, Miller, like thoughts will come. And just because the thoughts are there doesn't mean that we're going to actually like act on it. You know what I'm saying? But right. we, I do feel like we can, we, can, we can water certain thoughts more than yeah. the ones that we shouldn't be watered. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I just think that sometimes the book paints the book, it paints the world as very black and white when really it's shades of gray. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, let's move on. The next category is uh, my little half-assed internet research. So, in my research, what I realized, uh, Gucci Mane has cited this book as his inspiration <laughs> for achieving sobriety and, and losing weight and getting in shape. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. And for those that don't know Gucci Mane, he... he <laughs> it's a big transformation. I'm talking night and day. Yeah. <laughs> night and day, not just physically, but he just looks he looks like somebody that ripped his soul out and installed a new soul into Gucci man. He just looks different. For know? sure. And then looks happy. Uh, yeah. Looks happy. 
And then uh, this book was also referenced uh, and like quoted in a Marilyn Manson song. So from one end of the musical spectrum to the other. Oh, wow. Dang. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. The white boys. The white boys. Both sides. All right, so that's yeah, all I got. A, that's all I got for half-assed internet research. This is a great book, though. It's a really yeah. good read. It's a good read for anybody uh, in this quarantine. I think this is the perfect read for for people in quarantine right now. Um, you know, just to to build your character. That was something I also took away too. It's the book to help build character, and that's what they go over is how your thoughts actually build your character. Yeah, there was something else too. It said, uh. Gosh, I posted on social media this morning. <laughs> um, men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but unwilling to improve themselves. God, that'll smack so me. Many, me. The whole book. So many people want more, but don't, they won't develop themselves. Like you realize that exercise and reading a couple books is good for you. You realize that you know listening to maybe. Uh, YouTube, watching YouTube videos on finance or uh, I don't know, sales is better for you. Yet you're still watching YouTube videos on I don't know, fucking dance yes. dance challenges. You're learning how to do a stupid TikTok dance, or I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a bad example, but you no, know, we're watching more Netflix. You're watching more Netflix, yeah, than you should. And you know, and look, I'm not. I mean. I, I do a little bit of both right now. My quarantine, like uh, my procrastinate, I've been playing Madden more than I should. I have been uh, watching a few Netflix shows here and there, but, um, but, but I try not to do it in excess. I mean, I'm just, I'm still trying to balance that out. You know, it just depends on how big your vision is. I guess it's okay if you're not complaining. Like if you're complaining that your life sucks, then do something about it. If you're not, yeah. then then keep going with your bad self. You know what I'm saying? But don't, but don't blame anybody else right now. Don't blame that you only got a $1,200 stimulus check. Right. And and don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. That's for sure. Don't play victim. All right. So you guys got any other big takeaways or big things that you learned from this? Read the book. Yeah, read, read it. Read it. Take an hour out of your day. Anyway, yeah. I just, I just wish more people focused on self-development, man. You know, that's, that's something that like, I've been so like such a huge proponent on it. And even if I like talk about it or, you know, post about it, it just seems like it still doesn't get the recognition that it needs, that it needs. Like, I just, you know, why Nick, the world is distracted. Yeah. The world is distracted by so many other things. They're the world is depending on other, other things for the entertainment. The world is depending on other things for their happiness instead of knowing that true happiness comes from within. Yeah. Hey, hey Nick, a, a strong man cannot help a weaker man unless that weaker is willing to be helped. Yeah. It just, you don't know, I've, I've always, that's always really bugged me. Um, it's always really bugged me. And I think it always will. Well, as you hire, as a leader, you're hiring employees for your business. I mean, that gets under your skin probably more than anything. I've seen it. You know, I that's, see people with the greatest potential, true. and you know, and they that's don't too. 
That too. But when I was in the same exact predicament as a lot of these people, you know, broke college kid and, and, you know, riding a skateboard around on campus, you know, working at a bank, making 13 bucks an hour, you know, all my, all, I'm, I'm in debt t- tied up with, you know, driving a Chevy Cavalier. I was still, you know, doing all these basic things and, you know, you just wish more people would do it. Most, a lot of people probably put limitations on themselves and they think they, what they're, what they're worth or what they're capable of is a lot less than what they really think they are though, too. That part right there. They limit themselves. They don't think that it'll help them or that they can go anywhere if they do invest in it. So they don't even take the time to do so. Yeah. So they accept the shitty circumstances that they've become accustomed to. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, I hope people give this a read. You know, if you're a if if you uh, have a short attention span like myself and you can't stick on like really you know a <laughs> uh, subject or topic, this book is perfect for you. I think that's why low key might be my favorite. <laughs> the the sixty page book is Nick's favorite. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and to piggyback off that, we're gonna we're gonna transition from as a man thinketh to if you want to read along with us uh, to how to win friends and influence people will be our next book. We'll probably do that in two, maybe three weeks. So if you want to, if you want to read the book before we do the podcast, we welcome you to it. Uh, do you guys have any other uh, thoughts or comments as before we sign out? I don't think so. I hope everybody has a great freaking week. Quarantine's almost over. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys.